This is the Regular Pastor Podcast, a podcast devoted to regular pastors and regular churches. My name is Landon Coleman, your favorite regular pastor here at Emmanuel Baptist Church in Odessa, Texas. You have found your way into Season 4 of the Regular Pastor Podcast, and in Season 4 I'm talking about books and ideas and how those books and how those ideas impact the day-to-day ministry of regular pastors. Today I want to talk about a book that is not a quote-unquote Christian book. It's not a theology book. It's not a ministry book. It's a book titled Admirable Evasions. It's authored by a man named Theodore Dalrymple. The book is published by Encounter Books. It has 119 pages, so it's a short book. Uh, There is a preface, and there are 11 chapters Uh, This book was published in 2015. A little bit about Theodore Dalrymple. He is a retired physician-slash-psychiatrist from the U.K. He spent his career working at inner-city hospitals and working at a state prison in Great Britain. He's known as a cultural commentator, and he's also a prolific author. I recently read... Uh, a book that he wrote called Our Culture, What's Left of It. Uh, The book is a collection of essays that critique modern culture, or you could say postmodern culture, especially as he's experienced it in the UK. My favorite book that Dalrymple has written is titled Life at the Bottom. In that book, Dalrymple describes the worldview of Britain's underclass, and that is his term, not mine, the worldview of Britain's underclass. The first book that I read by Theodore Dalrymple uh, was this book, uh, Admirable Evasions, and that's the book that I'm going to talk about today. If you take the subtitle of the book, you get a sense for the big idea. The book is titled Admirable, Admirable Evasions, subtitle, How Psychology Undermines Morality. So basically the book is written as an argument that the academic discipline of psychology has had a negative effect on the morality of people living in the West. He explains how this plays out uh, in chapter 4, and he says psychology is rooted in a commitment to avoid making any and all moral judgments. The trained academic psychologist does not want to make any moral judgments. They're committed to that. And according to Dalrymple, beneath and behind that commitment, there is a fear and a wish. The fear is that we might blame someone for something they're not responsible for. And there's even a greater fear that we, if we make any moral judgment, or if the psychologist makes any moral judgment, that they'll be seen as judgmental or censorious. So that's the fear that drives this commitment to abstain from making any moral judgment. The wish behind it is that there is a a desire to appear understanding and kind and merciful. And the assumption is that if we were to make moral judgments, then we would not be kind or understanding or merciful. Several important ideas from the book I think are worth pointing out. One, Dalrymple talks about the idea of recidivism. And uh, it's the basic idea of criminals sort of going back and committing crimes over and over and over again. He 
argues that the criminal law in the UK, and you could really argue that criminal law in the West, has been completely hijacked by what he calls a therapeutic mindset, meaning the object of criminal law and criminal punishment is now focused on rehabilitating the criminal. And Dalrymple argues, I think rightly, that that's backward. Criminal law ought to exist to protect the public and to serve uh, as a source of justice. It should not focus on the criminal in a curative sense. Now, Dalrymple is quick to say we ought to want to reduce recidivism. We don't want criminals repeating the same crimes over and over and over again. But the primary goal in criminal law cannot be rehabilitating the criminal. The primary aim, the primary goal in criminal law has to be protecting the people. But that's been flipped on its head, largely because of the therapeutic mindset fostered by uh, the discipline of psychology. Another important idea that I think is worth talking about is the idea of victimhood. When you buy into a therapeutic worldview, you buy into the idea that everyone ought to be happy and content and have whatever they desire at any given moment. And when you buy into that mindset that people are entitled to all of these things, not just the pursuit of happiness, but happiness itself, you will inevitably see victims all around you because there are disparities all around you. And rather than seeing disparity as a fact of life, you'll begin to see it as a sign of oppression. And when you see oppression everywhere you look because of these disparities that do exist, you end up finding victims, people who are victims of oppression. Really, there is a a selfish motivation behind the elites who want to label everyone underneath them as victims. It's not just compassion, but there's a selfish selfish motivation. And that motivation is tied to money and finances. Victims always need something. They need counselors. They need assistance. They need help. They need a program. And when you see victims everywhere, and these victims need all of these things, virtue gets reduced to simply feeling sorry for the victims really doesn't even matter what you do or whether you do anything or if what you do is helpful for these victims. As long as you feel sorry for oppressed people, then you can do whatever you like with the rest of your life, free of any moral judgment or any moral code of conduct, because the greatest virtue in a victim state is feeling sorry for victims. That's the one law that you cannot violate. You must feel sorry for victims. My favorite quote from the book comes from page 115 and 113, and I'm going to read these a little bit out of order. On page 115, Dalrymple says, psychology has contributed nothing to human self-understanding. Uh, on the face of it, that's a bold statement. And what he's trying to say is that the modern academic field of psychology has not expanded our human self-awareness or self-understanding beyond what previous peoples already knew through simple reflection or divine revelation or great storytelling. And the example that he ties this to uh, is Shakespeare. He says this on page 113. It would be a bold man. Remember, he made a bold statement. Psychology has contributed nothing to human self-understanding. 
It would be a bold man, Dalrymple says, who claimed that man's self-understanding is now greater than that of William Shakespeare. So what he's arguing is we knew uh, human nature long before the academic discipline of psychology was around. People like Shakespeare understood human nature and how people worked and how they thought. And Dalrymple's take, someone who spent his life as a physician and a psychiatrist, is that the field of psychology has contributed nothing to human self-understanding. Instead, it's only created a world of victims and oppressed people who we in turn ought to feel sorry for. Ministry takeaway of this book. When you're in pastoral ministry, you end up counseling people. When you counsel people in the 21st century, you are invariably influenced by famous names like Sigmund Freud and Jordan Peterson. That's a a, a couple of very different individuals and thinkers. But those names and the ideas set forth by uh, these men and others influence just sort of the the cultural air in which we live. Not to mention popular names like uh, Oprah Winfrey or Dr. Phil. And I don't I don't say any of this to be joking or silly. Uh, all of our society is dominated by a therapeutic mindset, and people have taken bits and pieces from all over the place. And so when part of your job becomes counseling people, I think it's worth giving serious thought to the merits of psychology as a discipline. And I think the questions in Admirable Evasions, uh, they don't come from a Bible-thumping wingnut, somebody on the, the far right of religious extremism, but they actually come from a trained, lettered, practiced physician psychiatrist who spent his life treating some of the most disadvantaged people uh, in the world. And so, in summary, I'll end with this quote from page 112. Dalrymple says this, The overall effect of psychological thought on human culture and society, I contend, has been overwhelmingly negative because it gives the false impression of greatly increased human self-understanding where none has been achieved. It encourages the evasion of responsibility by turning subjects into objects where it supposedly takes account of or interests itself in subjective experience. It makes shallow the human character because it discourages genuine self-examination and self-knowledge. It's ultimately sentimental and promotes the grossest self-pity, for it makes everyone victims of their own behavior. Hence the title, Admirable Evasions, How Psychology Undermines Morality. My only criticism of the book is that it is not written, as far as I can tell, from a biblical worldview. Nevertheless, I think the critique uh, is spot on as he engages with the, the academic discipline of psychology. The Goodreads rating is a little bit low, 3.95. Uh, I would give this a five-star rating. Even though it's not written from a biblical worldview, I think uh, the critiques are fair and worth giving consideration to. If you study in the field of psychology or psychiatry, if you practice in these fields, uh, if you are involved in sociology, criminal justice, political science, I think this is the kind of book that you ought to read. You may not agree with it, 
You may think that Dalrymple overstates his case. You may think that he uh, is too pessimistic about the field of psychology and the discipline of psychology, but I think it's worth engaging with his arguments and thinking through some of the claims that he makes. If you're a pastor, I said this a moment ago, if you're a pastor who will inevitably end up counseling people, uh, I think that you need to be aware of some of the things that Dalrymple talks about in this book. More than likely, in pastoral ministry, when you counsel people, those people will also, in many instances, receive counsel from clinical psychologists or clinical uh, psychiatrists. And I think it's worth understanding the perspective of what your people are hearing when they go to a clinical setting so that you can engage with them on a, a fully biblical and a fully Christian worldview level. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Regular Pastor Podcast. Be sure to subscribe for weekly episodes, and thanks in advance for giving us a top rating. You can follow Regular Pastor online at regularpastor.com. You can find me on Goodreads by searching for Landon Coleman. If you have a book recommendation or request, I would love uh, to hear it and read it and review it here on the podcast, Landon at EmmanuelOdessa.com. Until next week, this is The Regular Pastor, out.